Hey, I thought of a funny joke. What did the Jewish pedophile say to the school children? Hey, kids, you want to buy some candy? Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Because it's a very good podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I am Harrison. Harrison, uh, apparently neither one of us won the lotto, and that is why we are here today. Yep, I forgot to buy tickets. I, I sound really uh, happy about that. Yeah. And very positive. No, it's great. Very optimistic about this episode. Yeah. No, it's it's all the... I had plans, man. I'm going to just, I'm going to bathe in my Patreon non-existent <laughs> money. Uh, what are your, what were your plans? Well, not doing this was one of them. Oh, okay. All right. No, hookers and cocaine on like some tropical island. I mean, what what, what do you think? I was going, oh, I'm going to be back here hanging out with you doing podcast. I don't know. You know, some people, (laughs) you know. Uh, I did find it kind of funny. Like a lot of people at my work were uh, like, everyone's like, oh, I'm in this this group of people spending you know, 10 bucks a piece to buy 50 tickets. And then other people are, they're all like in these clicks, like the marketing guys and uh, like our group of people. And I was like, whatever, dude, here's $10. I don't, I don't want to go down and buy tickets, but, and everyone kept thinking, or my, my old coworker of mine kept saying, well, I don't want them to win. So he was trying to be as many pools as possible. So he spent about a hundred bucks on this. I hate it at companies when like, when teams or departments become like fucking gangs. But you know like what I mean? It's like insular groups, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, it's, I hate it too. It's like we all work for the same fucking thing. It's soul crushing yeah. corporation. You know, it's, it's like, really? Why do are, people are you gotta that turn, much better? Is this like an know, elitist thing? Why you got to turn everything into fucking West Side Story, guys? You know? <laughs> but then uh, anyway, um, all of a sudden... If if you noticed last night when they when they started uh, drawing the numbers mm. for the one point three billion dollar mm. Powerball, they were like the first thing they said is a ticket from suburban Los Angeles. And there's a winning ticket from suburban Los Angeles. So my phone started blowing up with all the people that I work with. Like, oh my god, oh my god, it could be us. And I got to admit, I got a little excited. I was thinking, you know, I will never have to see any of you motherfuckers that, ever that, again. Who won, you know? Uh, some lady in Pomona. Mm. Yeah. You know what's kind of interesting about that? This lady in Pomona won because her boss, mm-hmm. her boss, this Jewish man who owns like 80 different of those like for-profit hospitals. Okay. Like uh, Cedar Sinai, whatever the fuck it is. But he owns like 80 of these hospitals. He bought every single employee, 18,000 employees, a ticket. So he spent 36 grand on a ticket. And one of those tickets was the winner. So this hmm. nurse won, what, $500 million? Yeah. I wonder if she broke him off. Like, I wonder if he went up to her and be like, well, you know, I bought you this ticket. Nothing's... I wonder I if she just like gave him two bucks. Somewhere in there, there's an anti-Semitic parable that I'd probably agree with on some level. <laughs> I, I just feel like you there gotta is You got to read somewhere. between the lines, yeah. you know? You, yeah. you really have to. Um, did you see uh, Lenore's episode of uh, that Crime Watch show came out? 
Yes, I have not seen it yet, but uh, she well, she sent me a text today about it. Uh, Crime Watch Daily, right? So people, uh, we had Lenore on the show. Uh, for, it was the holiday show back yeah. in December, about a month ago. Well, her episode of Crime Watch Daily is now available online, where she talks about her stalker, uh, Cloud. What's it? Cloud Dick Chaser. What's his name? Yeah, uh, Cloud Star Chaser. Right. You know, uh, oddly enough, after she was on that episode, and I posted a, uh, I posted an update on my Facebook page with a link to it. He started following me, and right. now he posts these like insane. Almost unintelligible, like rambling posts about Lenora. Have yeah. you seen those? I've seen them. They're like they're paragraphs and paragraphs. I don't even think you could leave a post that long on Facebook. Yeah, he's um, he, he's he, a nutter. Yeah, he leaves a lot of voluminous, uh, crazy emails. Yeah, he's um, blown up my Facebook. Yeah. Um, he's quite, I, quite prolific. Yeah, only a couple people actually on my Facebook have seen it and been like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. But seriously, people, go to my Facebook. You'll see a guy named Red Cloud House Star Chaser. The dude, anytime you block him, because Lenora was like, you should block him. Don't, you know, don't, in, you know, don't encourage him. Just block him. So I was like, all right. So I blocked the guy. I don't really care. I add anybody. It doesn't really matter. And then he'll just create a new account and start posting again. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, whatever, dude. I'm just not going to acknowledge you. But anyway, one guy started started commenting like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? So people, go check it out. Look at look at like recent episodes. You'll see paragraphs and paragraphs of this guy saying things like, you know, I'm the new third king of Beyonce's Magic Kingdom. I'll now outline our strategy for victory. I will be known as Harry Potter because I'm the real Harry Potter. Just paragraphs and paragraphs of that. That's the prose. Yeah. The guy's insane. I like those shows just because, you know, you can always tell when they're, whenever they have somebody on, they're like, all right, we need to get you some footage of you typing, some footage of you looking, looking around the corner. We need shit to cut to. So just, you know, look at this piece of paper, sit down. And they just film you doing shit like that so they can cut to it. Yeah. So they can just cut this. So they have all those like action clips. Right. Well, because they need all this footage. Because I mean, they, if, you know, Lenora looks great. Actually, I, I watched. I just watched a few clips. I got to watch the rest of it, the, yep. the whole segment. But uh, the the host kind of looks a little douchey. I but Lenora, Lenora sounds awesome, and yep. she looks great. Um, but uh, yeah, that guy's just the guy is a psycho. I you know, I don't know if he has the capacity to kill, but he certainly is is causing me to want to like you know, I don't know cut my thumb my ear off or something in frustration because it's like his rambling posts are so boring no he seems like one of those catcher in the rye guys but it but it's it would instead it would be one of the harry potter books because uh you know nobody our age or below our age reads reads over jd salinger reads yeah. over an eighth grade level so. yeah i could see that dickhead like yeah. saying it was inspired by <laughs> harry potter or uh um, I don't, I don't even know. No. You, you, you're a young adult author, aren't you? Mm. Uh, sort of, yes. Yes, I am. What's another young adult series that's popular? A Maze Runner? Maze Runner, yes. Yeah, or Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. The Hunger Games inspired me to kill. Sure. Like, I could see that guy doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because people aren't mm. reading, like, Martin Amos. No. Or anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, every, everyone is infantilized um, with young adult science fiction. So I was talking to Lenora the other day and I was like, you know, I I suggested to her and I don't know, I think it's because I just read an article about Mm -hmm. it, but I was thinking, and she, you know, she's always looking for different uh, opportunities to make some money. She does casting, but casting seasonal. So it's like, you know, winter season, you're off for like a couple months until it picks back up for spring. So here's what you do. Christmas trees. Let's sell them. Maybe not on Christmas. 
That's, yeah, that's my idea. It's a little bit of a twist. So mm-hmm. I was telling her, mm. you know, you should get out there and make these ASMR videos. Right. You know, I, she has I, a very soothing voice. I think her voice is soothing. A lot mm. of people don't think her voice is soothing. A lot of people don't think my voice is soothing. Your voice is not soothing. You think so? I don't know. <laughs> but no, I was it's, telling, it's funny. I was telling you know? Nora though, it yeah. doesn't have to be a soothing voice. Mm. She's sexy. She's got mm. um, you know, beautiful like massive breasts. Breasts it's, are a, are a, are a common denominator in a lot of these ASMR videos. Well, the thing is, is I was reading this article in Vice actually. Yeah. There's there's a riff right now within the ASMR community. Right. Like some people are like, you know, they're they're ASMR purists. It's about like a girl, you know, crunching up pieces of paper or chewing on carrots but then the other ones it's like a sexy girl wearing like a low-cut you know decolletage and for people who don't sexy. know what asmr is it stands for some shit i forget but what it is basically it's that somebody talks in a whispery voice and does these sounds these kind of crinkle crunchy sounds that are supposed to be triggers for something in your brain that releases chemicals that make you feel good whether or not that's true, I don't know if it a actually lot of people claim chemicals, it, but yeah. so ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Right. Just sounds like some pseudoscience to me. Uh, it's the name given to a well-documented, though not very well understood phenomenon in which some people get pleasurable tingles in response to certain stimuli. And the stimuli can be tactile, auditory, visual, or olfactory, anything. I mean, there's all these videos on there. Of uh, people like like girls slowly brushing their hair or folding towels or some other just innocuous activity. There's a lot where uh, there's a lot of role play ones where the woman will pretend to be your girlfriend. And it would just like reinforce this like sense of uh, belonging yeah, or something. Sense, yeah. A sense of a purpose in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. A warmth. You know. See, but that that already is kind of going into the uh, something beyond the, uh, you know, the daily crushing emptiness you might <laughs> of your solitary yeah. existence but that's already approaching the line of porn and that's what they're saying because now much like everything on the internet asmr has become a type of porn which has the purists who claim that it's a hobby not a fetish it's not really pissed off it's a porn because it's still on youtube it wouldn't be but it's erotic okay. it's becoming fetishized yes and all the asmr purists are like this mm. isn't an activity that should be fetishized. This is like purely innocuous, making people relax. It's like, no, actually, I think a lot of people are jacking off to it. Yeah. And and with good reason. Listen, so Harrison here is an ASMR fan. Like, you like ASMR. Yeah, I mean, I kind of stumbled upon it without even knowing what it was. I like some of these videos. Well, you, okay, you have sundry neuroses. I don't even know where to start with your neuroses. It's not because of whatever stupid thing you said about autonomous something. It's just because some of them are are Yeah, but did you say some of them you find relaxing? Like genuinely, you find it relaxing? Absolutely. So when do you listen to it? Like uh, late at night, you know, if I'm I'm trying to, you know, relax and maybe go to sleep. Are you having a wank or is it like, are you just in bed? No, I'm not wanking to it. It's not overly erotic, but it's just just enough you, just a bit that uh, in the sauce so do you just is it just purely auditory or are you actually watching the video usually there's there's pretty good stuff to go along with the auditory so if you can watch it it's good well, the video you were mm. showing me earlier mm. during the while we were preparing that girl's hot oh yes layla what's her name layla layla yeah and that's her uh, her asmr moniker mm-hmm 
Do you have her queued up? Yes. Listen to this, people. This is Layla. What what is she doing in the video? Um, she masturbating. She's whispering to you. She just took her jacket off. And now you're starting to wake up a little bit. She restrained you to a chair, but you're it's your point of view, you know. Oh, it's a POV. Yeah. Because yeah. you broke up with her because she's crazy, and then she kidnaps you and tortures you. I can totally see why people are saying this is porn. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's it's vertitilating. I'd say it's arousing. Yeah, and she's and it it helps that she's attractive. Yeah, definitely. And now she's playing with duct tape because it makes <laughs> weird sounds. There you go. Wait, let, let me hear. It. She's playing with duct tape. Yeah. Use this duct tape to you. So you listen to this girl for hours. I, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that insane yet. <laughs> Do you sit Give at me work? two years. Give me two years. Okay. Do you sit at work with this on your iPod? Player? No, it's usually. It's like if I just you know. Sometimes I go days without, you know, non-work human contact, you know, non-texting human contact. And so you have this, like, weird electronic relationship with Layla? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. There's a few of them. You know, there's a few of them. Here's, here's another one. This, this one isn't really my bag, but it's fucking funny. Who's this? This one's called ASMR After the Battle, Sci-Fi Suit Repair Roleplay for Relaxation. By <laughs> by an ASMR artist named Heather Feather. Eight years of experience. I shall have you back up and running completely online in no time. I will be using Featherbot to assist me today. They all kind of have that raspy Featherbot voice. Yeah. technician who will serve as my hands should I need to make any manual adjustments to your... It's just a bunch of nonsense. She's got a great sci-fi voice. She sounds like she's living inside my machine. She does, yeah. And here's this, this, this chick is actually super popular, Whispering Rose. I know that things have happened. Oh God, you. listen to her voice. I know this is kind of giving me a bit of a chub. That. This one, there's... Uh, brought you down or done some things that have really brought you down. Some fairly large breasts involved. How many uh, hits does she some, have? Some uh, delicatage. Uh, 730,000. Almost a million hits. She's mm -hmm. making money off of this. Eh, I, you know, I wouldn't go for that far. Well, once you get over, I think a few hundred thousand, if you start getting ads, I think you get like a, you get like five dollars, <laughs> and like a, like a gift card for a free yogurt. You know? What is uh whispering? Was it whispering rose? Yeah. What's she talking about? This one's called intense ASMR for hurt feelings and broken hearts. <laughs> yeah. This is this is ridiculous. I, mean, yeah, I was reading this thing. So here's a guy. Um, his name's Robin. He's here's a, a man. He, he's an ASMR viewer from England. Mm -hmm. He told me he uses, or in the article, the guy that's interviewing him said he uses ASMR as a form of pain management. He says, I have Ehlers-Donlos syndrome. It affects all my body systems, and I'm in chronic pain. I've tried many types of relax relaxation exercises, and ASMR is the only thing that works. They talk to that guy in every single article about this stupid thing. But is this like fibromyalgia, just these like fictitious illnesses that they have? Yeah, and there was some celebrity on a talk show who's like... These imaginary illnesses brain, that they have. It gives me brain orgasms. Um, but but that, that right there, it's just like these people who should probably be paying for a real therapist. 
yeah. are sitting here like online. You know, they probably went to WebMD, diagnosed their mental illness, and now their therapy is to listen to these ASMR videos. Yeah, no, it's 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 like therapy for poor people. For poor people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brain orgasms. Well, much like everything on the internet, though, if it exists, there's probably a porn version of it. Rule 38. Yeah. So I don't see a problem with that. Uh, I don't see a problem with, with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these Not girls... to be confused with Rule 138, in which Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig have sex. And, and don't they give birth to an infant? Yes. The Antichrist? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, what, what's the problem with this? You know, it's just like it's, it's ASM, people that want ASMR can, can listen to it and they can have relaxation out of it. People that want to wank to it will listen to it and wank to it. You know, I, I actually think if I was a sexy lady... And I had a, uh, you know, an impressive rack. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably do this. You don't have to get naked. No. You know, it's better than being in a chat room. You could just be erotic. You could be erotic and just, uh, you know, sit there and it's like, I'm eating Cheetos. <laughs> you know, it's like, isn't yeah. that all it takes? Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, you know, I mean, have you seen some of the videos that make money on, on YouTube? It's basically like uh, a mildly cute girl plays Mario Kart. For three yeah, but hours. that's all it takes. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah no. So. I remember I dated a girl um, mm. who's actually kind of cool, but she she uh, did a she worked for Machinima, I believe, and she did oh, her yes. own video game website company. And so we were talking about like I'm like, oh yeah, I do a podcast I've been doing for a number of years now, and she was like, oh wow, that's that's cute. Since what's, the Nixon administration, <laughs> she's like, what's your podcast all about? And I'm telling her, I'm like. Mm. And she goes, how many listeners do you have? And I was like, I don't know, you know, a few thousand, whatever, 10,000, whatever it is. And she's like, oh, that's so cute. And I was like, all right. What, <laughs> I was like, well, what, what's, what's your video? And she showed me one of her videos, yep. like on her phone. Mm. And it was just basically her with one of her hot friends. And mm. both of them are attractive. And they're right. both, I think, former porn stars or strippers mm. or something. And they're sitting there drinking wine. And yeah, and then they're playing mm. Mario Kart or whatever game there. I think they're playing actually the uh, Halo. They're playing Halo and they're, they're not, not even good at it. They mm. sucked at it. Right. But they're just like, ha, 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 ha. And they're smoking weed out of their bongs and playing this. Dude, over a million hits. Yeah. Over a million hits this video had. Well, look, I, I, I had I have a plan, actually. I'm, I'm, buying, a nice, I'm buying a nice camera soon. I'm getting some implants. <laughs> nice. No, I'm, I was like, well, why don't I try to make some as an experiment? Oh, wait, you're going to make your own ASMR video. Yeah, I'm going to get fucking Hung Young Terrorist. She's already agreed to do this. Does, she have, does she have a sexy voice? I guess kind of. Doesn't matter. I'll, I'll work with her, you know. We'll, <laughs> you're we'll, going to coach her? We'll develop, your vocal I'll coach her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I vocal coach some of the best, baby. Uh, dress her up like fucking, I don't know, Harley Quinn or some shit, you know? And uh, But she wears practically nothing on her Instagram, but just that's true. make her just be naked in it. That's true. Or but whatever, wearing a skimpy I feel outfit. Like I, need a, I feel like I need a niche angle, you know what I mean? Dress her up in a fucking spacesuit. Who cares? See, this is why you're not on the Nerdist Network, <laughs> because you don't understand this shit, man. You don't I understand think, how think, people work now. I think Harrison should do his own ASMR mm-hmm. videos. Just you smoking cigarettes yeah. and like nervously like snapping yeah. your fingers yeah. and like listing off the names of the monsters at the monster party. <laughs> Merman, mm. vampire, werewolf. Mm. <laughs> is that what is that what your uh, ASMR would be? Look, shaking your handcuffs. There was a party going on at the mummy's house, and everything was fine. But then somebody stepped on the mummy's foot. It was Frankenstein. 
Yeah, I, I, that will be. The, you should do ASMR monster right. porn. I should. You're this absolutely. Is, this is going that's actually to be great. great. That's actually a great idea. Can you wear some lingerie while you do it? I think our fans would love that. Though they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. There's <laughs> anything, too much. There's though, too much body hair. But I gotta say, anything could be fetishized. Even that. I bet you there's some weirdo out there that would fet. That's like his fetish. You know, some hairy half Jew I wearing mean, lingerie talking yeah. about monsters. It's uh, honest. If that had already existed, it would be my fetish. You know. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Settle down, people. Like, why are people up in arms about anything on the internet? Well, it must have been a slow uh, internet outrage week or something. Yeah, you know? if they're pissed yeah. off about ASMR. But there you go. There's a new fetish for some listeners. There was actually a lot. Yeah. I'm, never mind. Yeah. Uh, this is episode uh, 515 here. 515 here is sick and wrong. Um, uh, we have some news coming up. There's actually been a lot in the news oh, uh, this past week. A lot on. of stuff going on. I met a man um, who uh, had a cure for cancer. Or did you? A charming, uh, a charming drug-addled gentleman. Yeah, I'm sure that cure would have been very worthwhile. In biotech. And he's like, I found the cure for cancer, but I lost it. Uh, no, he <laughs> yeah, wasn't. I, bet. I never saw that movie, but he wasn't that guy. But he, he did have the, the uh, remnants of a demeanor that I think that you can only get from being a well-paid nerd or once being a well-paid nerd. Now he's fallen from grace. So he was but, a scientist who discovered crystal meth. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, charming fellow. Uh, and he drew it on like a fucking auto body flyer for me. I'll post it on. I'll post it on my. Uh, did he write you the Facebook. recipe for the cure for cancer? He did. Yeah. Because that'd be better than the winning lottery ticket. Yeah, I'll put it out there. Some you know our sick and wrong fans that you know they're Could all decipher uh, the tweaker code. Yeah, they're all highly educated professionals. One of them will get on it, and then in ten years, no one will ever die. And then in ten years, all of the natural resources in the world will fucking just peter out. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Yeah, let's do it. And meanwhile, I'll be whispering about the fucking, you know, creature from the Black Lagoon. In Fuck your you. ASMR videos. Yeah. Um, people, we got more news coming up. We have some phone calls coming up in a, in a bit. Uh, but first, here's a message from adamandeve.com. to your sex life, go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So Harrison, uh, everybody's dying this year. Everybody's dying. This week, um, David Bowie. David Bowie. He died. Musical musical genius. David Bowie. Yes. You know, fashion icon. David Bowie. Died after an 18-month battle with cancer. Liver cancer, I heard. Yep. He died on January 10th. Um, Or as today's youngsters know him, the father of the guy who's doing the World of Warcraft movie. Is it really Duncan Jones yeah. is doing the World of Warcraft yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. He did that movie Moon. That yes. was good. Yeah. Wow. You know what? 
a quick little uh, trivia note here. You know what Duncan Jones' original name was? He Zoe Bowie. It. Zoe Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. David Bowie had a sense of humor, that guy. He did. The White Duke. David Bowie. Ziggy Stardust. So many... Di- I mean, that, that guy was such a trend. I mean, nobody... There aren't many. There aren't many musicians who have influenced so many different genres of music. That's absolutely true. You know, mm. I mean, he's just—he's an incredible performer, and, and you know, the world would be a different place without him. But uh, yeah, I found out so January tenth. But everybody's dying this year. Alan Rickman mm. died today. Alan Rickman died. Celine well, Dion's husband. Here's the thing. I—I've I, been on Facebook Facebook blackout all week. Not my real Facebook. Not my sick and wrong Facebook. Uh, because I just—I don't want to see. I don't want to. I don't want to see people talking about David Bowie. I don't want to see it. I wish you could create some kind of filter to filter out all the posts about Bowie. Because honestly, whenever a celebrity dies, I I didn't know them. I don't care. Scary Monsters and Super Creeps was the last good David Bowie album. So it's not like he was like, oh, he could have gone on to do. Like, no, no, no. He did his whole thing. It's fine. He's, you know, he lived 69 years. What more do you want? Right? Yeah. I mean, the guy released, what, 25 albums? He did. Yeah, yeah. How many albums did he release? Uh, none. <laughs> so fuck you, pal. There's actually a website called mm. supbowie.com, supbowie.com, mm. which will you can do a search, a query to find out what David Bowie mm. did at your age. It's very depressing. Yeah, you can also find out if Abe Vigoda is still alive. <laughs> so anyway, you I prepared was, a tribute. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't want. And I know people are sick of hearing about David Bowie, but I guarantee you none of the motherfuckers on your fucking feed are going to tell you shit like this, okay? This is the real Bowie shit. This is the real Bowie shit. And the thing that, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of his music, but the thing that kind of interests me about uh, David Bowie in, you know, life is is sort of the his influence on other musicians, their influence on him, because he was actually probably more of a huge fucking fanboy uh, than you know, for most of the musicians he worked with than like an icon or a, you know, a, a huge visionary to them at least. So when he... What, what book is that? Uh, this is a book that is very good, written by a rock and roll journalist called uh, Dave Thompson, right? And uh, it's called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, The Dangerous Glitter of David Bowie, Iggy Pop, and Lou Reed. Stooges song. Yeah. And because, you know, David Bowie... Uh, worked on those Iggy Pop albums with Iggy Pop. He produced Transformer. He, you know, he, he, we don't you look at the fucking website. You know what he did. You know what you did, David Bowie. He did that by yeah. age 22. Yeah. By the way. So don't even bother. So anyway, um, the first time David Bowie met Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Bowie found himself standing before the man he believed to be the most significant artist of the century, prattling on about how he'd bought a pair of shoes. So what happens is, uh, David Bowie says, I've written a song about you, for you. It's called Andy Warhol, which is the song from Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory, yeah. Would you like to hear it? So he had a record of the song. He puts it on the record player. And the song plays. And it finishes. And Warhol didn't say anything. He just walked out of the room. (laughs) Somebody would just fart on it or something. <laughs> and then... Uh, Passed that, gas and exited the room. That sounds like something he would say. And then and then Bowie just looked on in horror. And uh, uh, Zanetta, who it's was a good song. Warhol's assistant, uh, came up to him and said, he hated it, loathed it. <laughs> he went, okay, and then just walked away. 
Uh, and it's because uh, it, it, it talks about how Andy Warhol looks. He looks a scream. He was very self-conscious of his looks. He was a fucking weird albino from Pittsburgh. He was a weird-looking yeah. guy. He didn't have a sense of humor about that. I mean, yeah, but but um, I don't think he had a sense of humor about anything. That guy took himself so seriously. He just wanted to take pictures of fucking David Bowie's yellow Italian shoes. That's all he wanted to do, right? So, here's a fun little story about the first time, and this, this part I'll read verbatim, uh, uh, Iggy Pop met David Bowie. Hmm. Because David Bowie was a big fan of Iggy Pop before they ever met and wanted to meet him and kept trying to arrange a meeting. New York, New York, September 1971. Iggy Pop was watching Mr. Smith Goes to Washington when the telephone rang. Danny Fields calls. He says, you remember that guy, David Bowie? Yeah, what about him? Grab a cab down to Max's Kansas City. He wants to meet you. So I said, okay, and then went back to the movie. I couldn't tear myself away from the movie because Jimmy Stewart was so sincere. He's got more of a Midwestern accent than that. Look, I can't do Iggy Pop. You know, I, <laughs> look, I'm not, you know, come on. I'm one man. I'm just one man. Anyway, um, and Iggy Pop had to say about, he finally did go to Kansas City. And uh, what he said about it after, he said, when I first met David Bowie in New York, he was saying how great I was, how much he loved my singing. But I thought his work stunk, and I told him so. <laughs> but at this point, Iggy Pop had, the Stooges were done. He was just living in New York, doing a lot of heroin. Yeah, I was about to say, he was a degenerate. I mean, the guy just yeah. did heroin and uh, crashed on people's, like, couches. Yeah. I mean, the, the apartment he was in, he was, like, his manager's apartment who was out of town. Yeah. So, basically, uh, David Bowie's manager, Tony DeFries, uh was like, Let, we're going to sign you. We're going to get the Stooges back together. We're going to fly you all to London, record this fucking album. So that's... that's but he did. He also, uh, Bowie did all those solo albums that he did. Later on, yes. He introduced him to international fame. I mean... He did. No, he did. And um, they, you know, they traveled a lot extensively. They were in LA together. They were they traveling moved to companions. Traveling companions. <laughs> they moved to Berlin together. To you know try what to, happens when two men move to Berlin together. They yes, it's very sensual, and there's a, <laughs> it's a sensual city for two sensual, men. Sensual. There's to a live lot together. of cocaine and heroin involved. Um, and another funny thing that happened is when they were recording "The Idiot," which is the first Diggy Pop yeah, solo yeah, album, first right? First solo record. Um, they were recording it in Paris, right? And Iggy Pop kept kind of disappearing. All of a sudden, he was late to the recording sessions. He'd leave early, whatever. And David Bowie is trying to fucking figure shit out. That, uh. And though the reappearance of Pop at least brought her some happiness, that lasted only until Bowie learned where Pop was spending his time. Bowie, Pop, Iggy Pop, was hanging out with Nico. They got back together because they, they dated in New York. They got back together in Paris and were canoodling once more in a hotel. And David Bowie found out and he's like, Cut that shit out. Nico had this to say about it. So David Bowie was jealous? No. This is... Just hang in there, buddy. All you right. know, Please, be patient. So Nico said, He told Jimmy not to come see me anymore. He told Jimmy that I was a bad influence and was trying to get Jimmy hooked again. But I think he was just jealous because I wouldn't sleep with him. 
Now, I find that voice strangely arousing for some okay. reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just do that. <laughs> do that for your ASMR video. Fake Nico talks about fucking Dracula. <laughs> you know, have mm. you read the, the book Please Kill Me? Uh, no, I have not. I think I might have it. I'll loan mm. it to you. But uh, Iggy Pop talks about mm. when he got the clap from Nico. Mm. And he has like all these anecdotes about squeezing pus out of the head of his cock because of Nico. There's also a fun anecdote about um, Nico teaching him to eat pussy for the first time. Wow. Because he was That's like fucking, hot. when he, he was like 17 or 18 or something when they dated. Yeah. And like and for the Midwest, already, like Michigan. She had already dated Bob Dylan. She had basically dated everyone at that point. Um, one more, one more quick thing. You know, that, uh, that same meeting that night at Max's Kansas City in September, 1971, Lou Reed also showed up. David Bowie was a huge Lou Reed fan. But so Bowie hadn't met Lou Reed at that time either. No, Bowie, yeah, Bowie hadn't met Lou Reed either. They all met that night. Wow. And um, as you know, David Bowie went on to produce Transformer for Lou Reed after Lou Reed's first solo album was just a total failure. So he kind of revitalized his, his first one. I forget. Was, nobody uh, remembers. Yeah, I don't even remember it either. Is that actually Coney, Coney had, Island Baby? No, it wasn't even sure. that. Oh, okay. It was, but it was like he that album failed, and he was actually like about to go back to work for his like father's mortgage company in Long Island. He was about to quit music. He was like, eh, whatever. It didn't work out. It's fine. And so they signed him to do this, and David Bowie produced Transformer. But um, Tra- Lou Reed had this to say about it. Transformer is easily my best produced album, Reed acknowledged later. That has a lot to do with Mick Ronson. His influence was stronger than David's. You know, Mick Ronson was the lead guitarist from the Spiders from Mars from the Ziggy Stardust oh, album. Yeah. Uh, a man who hails from the, uh, the persistent and extensive bar fight, also known as Scotland. So uh, he, uh, Mick Ronson was at all the recording sessions. He helped produce it. He played on it. And originally, Perfect Day was an acoustic guitar song, and it sounded like this. So that was the beginning. And Mick Ronson's like, because nobody could understand. He had such a thick accent. Nobody, and they're like, what are you from Glasgow? I don't know where he's from. Who his solo album is great, by the way. It's like Slaughter on 69th Street, something like that. Yeah, I heard that. It's, it's, it's awesome. Anyway, and they're like, What are you trying to say, boy? What are you trying to say, Mick Ronson? And he's like, Do you die? And they're like, They couldn't understand a fucking word he said. So he sat down at the piano, and apparently they didn't even know he could play the piano, but he sat down at the fucking piano and starts doing this. Transposing he it. Transpose that uh, yeah. guitar uh, riff into uh, this beautiful music. So there you go. There you go, people. Musical David History Bowie lesson. bringing people together, courtesy touching of, lives. Courtesy of Harrison. There you go. I want to borrow that book, actually, after, uh, if you don't mind. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I want to check it out. Uh, what, what, you know what? Uh, that's interesting, though. You know, Bowie must have been a fanboy because, I mean, he, did, he didn't, like, at the time, like the, uh, the, like the early 70s, like there's all this innovative music coming out of uh, the states, especially New York in particular. Mm. That so I imagine like Bowie found out about it and went over there and wanted to be a part of it. Right. Yeah. You know? And and that was you know on on uh, Man Who Sold the World, you know he wore a dress on the cover, and that was largely just like they were trying to create buzz about him. And then people would ask him about it, like, "Oh, aren't you that guy who wears dresses?" And he's like, 
Yes, but they're man's dresses. They're men's dresses. They're, they're men's dresses. Yeah, yeah. I can't do Bowie's voice. But. I was reading something. Yeah, I know, he had such an amazing voice. Mm. I was reading that uh, during the 70s in his pioneering open marriage to Angie Bowie, mm-hmm. Angela Bowie, uh, he would uh, regularly invite girls to, to parties at his house and they would have these massive orgies. And like Mick Jagger would just show up and just have sex with Angie right in front of him. Sure. And that uh, Bowie had relationships with Susan Sarandon, Tina Turner, Lulu, and Ronnie Spector. And uh, his mime teacher, Lindsey Kemp. You yeah. Know, he, you know what? Uh, Bowie was a mime, like a I, card-carrying mime. I do know this, yes. I do know that, sadly. <laughs> Though he didn't try to... He, the one time he met Nico, he didn't try to sleep with her. He just asked her about working with Lou Reed. Well, that's probably a good thing. You would have got the clap. Yeah, probably. You want to avoid that. Well, anyway, the world will miss David Bowie. Um, He definitely had his mark on on history. And we're going to end the show with a Bowie song, of course. You know, the only celebrity death that ever upset me was Heath Ledger. Why? Well, I I worked with him. I was a PA on a movie that he was on once. And, uh, you know, he's a nice guy. I wasn't upset because he was dead. I was just... I was kind they of owe you money. It was. It just kind of shocked me that I outlived him. I know. You know. It just. It was like I you outlived. Didn't think this that guy. was going to happen. I didn't think that was going to happen. It kind of. It kind of like broke my brain a little bit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, he's only one of the only celebrities I've actually partied with. Mm. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He would go out drinking with the crew. He was a he was a solid bloke. He was a solid bloke. Mm. So was David Bowie. Indeed. Um, in other news, uh, Harrison, I don't know how excited you are about this, but Los Angeles ha- now has a football team. Oh, I'm super excited. I mean, you're you look like a big football fan. Yeah, I I uh, I love local sports team. But it's been like what two decades or something. I think the last football team here was. Uh, I think maybe it was the LA Rams, the last football team. It's been a long time. Well, I, I, I stopped giving juice to the Raiders because Al Davis never paid us. Never paid you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. But there are three teams that were vying to be the, uh, the new LA team. Uh, it was the Raiders, the Rams, and the Chargers. Chargers are from San Diego. And uh, the, the uh, St. Louis Rams end, ended up uh, winning out. And it, oh. what's interesting is the, uh, the fans. The St. Those all sound like gay bowling teams to me. They do kind of. Yeah, St. Louis yeah. Rams, the Oakland like ass Raiders, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, Turd Chargers. Sure. Yeah, could, you could you could make. I Did bet you, you could just make say like a the gay... Turd Chargers? <laughs> you could just say. You you oh could almost God. put anything okay. in front of any football team, like okay. the, what the, uh, the the Hyman Steelers. Yeah, you know, I mean you could say anything you want in front of any football team, make it gay. But uh, but anyway, the St. Louis fans are really particularly upset about this mm-hmm. because they've been, you know, they they've 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 been devoted to their team. St. Louis is kind of a blue collar working class town, and the owner of the team is like, "I'm going to make way more money in L.A., so screw you, people, we're out." Right. And they and like the town, like the governor of uh, whatever was it, St. Louis, Missouri, offered them like a billion dollars that they'll build a new stadium if he keeps the team in St. Louis, <laughs> and he was just like. Here's my finger in the middle. Yeah. I'm going to L.A. And so now, yeah, they, they moved out to L.A. So the St. Louis fans are pissed. So um, do, do, does that actually bring money to a city? It's not like the Olympics where it actually, yeah, the city I mean, loses no, money. It does, it does like, bring money. Well, I mean, okay. think about it. It's like you have, you know, it's a, it, it legitimizes a city to have a sports team. Right. You know, especially in an, an NFL team. Right. Because not, not many of those states, you know, have their own NFL team. And so now St. Louis is just back to being just a regular Midwestern state. So a lot of fans got together, I guess, uh, under the um, the guidance of this radio show host. 
and they're sending the owner, Stan Kroenke, a uh, pile, a giant pile, a 30-pound pile of animal shit. Yeah, there's a website, actually, called um, I Poop You. It's a professional poop delivery service based in California. And you can choose cow, horse, pig, chicken, or goat shit. Mm. They're just doing a cocktail of the three. All I'll say is, ladies, if I still use Tinder, there's a picture of you at a Dodgers game, at a sports game, swipe left. Swipe left. left. Swipe yeah. left, baby. Same with me. It's mm. like, I, I, you know, I honestly couldn't care less about any sport, really. Yeah. But, I mean, football, I don't mind. Football, I can watch. I, I don't if mind. If it's there, I'll watch it. There's like some, you know, Yeah, but would you go out of your way to watch Fuck it? no. No, I, I wouldn't. I'd go to a Super Bowl party yeah. so you'd get food. Yeah. But if, I, if I'm on Tinder and I see a girl wearing like a sports jersey, swipe mm. left. Absolutely. There's no way I'm going to deal with that. Um, yeah, some other news here. This is interesting. This is interesting. This is my big uh, sick and wrong story of the week. Actually, came in from um, Anthony. Freak of the week. I don't know if this is, a, maybe they're all freaks. All right. Uh, this story came in from uh, Anthony, uh, 42 years old. He's an obstetrician from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I bet. Uh, he writes, <laughs> is Harrison the father? And once I read this story, you're going to be like, Jesus, what the hell do people think of Harrison? Oh, God. <laughs> if, if he thinks you're the father in this story... I, I, I do wonder uh, what people think of you. Uh, teens charged in the Brooklyn rape. In Brooklyn rape, they allege that... All right, let me start over. Sounds like comedy gold so far, D. Yeah. Teens charged in Brooklyn rape allege that father was having sex with daughter when they arrived. I thought you were going to say dog. No, daughter. Okay. That would be, that'd be a twist. Yeah. So this story came out, uh, I don't know, like a few days ago. And when it first came out, they said there was like a horrifying gang rape in Brooklyn. And you're reading it, you're like, oh, Jesus, dude, a father and daughter. Like, this, this, this dad said he was in a park. He was approached by five, um, like, rapists. And one of them had a gun, and the dad ran away to get help. And then they, they viciously gang-raped the daughter. But now, more details are emerging. Okay. So now they're saying, um, this, this, it took a bizarre twist. A troubling twist, I would say. Police sources told three separate newspapers that two of the teens charged in the attack said the 18-year-old victim was having sex with her own father in the park. And the teens were counted arriving and then asking, can I have some of that? Mm. And that's what started it all. Uh, police arrested four suspects, none of them older than 17. So, and one was just 14 years old. Uh, police sources say that um, two of the suspects said in separate interviews that they'd come across the intoxicated father, who is 39, and daughter having sex in the playground. One teen said, hey, can we have some of that? To the father. And uh, that teen also claimed to have had consensual sex with a woman while the father just got up and left. The father's claiming there's a gun, but no one else is saying there's a gun. So there, there's this definitely is, something. Yeah, yeah this, this story is, is, is taking some weird twists and turns here. What started as a horrific gang rape is now coming into this weird incestuous, like, you know, bang train, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like they, these guys pull the train on this guy's daughter, starting with the dad. Um, it's still terrible, though. Uh, New York Daily News uh, had a police source telling that the father and daughter were engaged in sex and that both were very intoxicated. So it's kind of strange that the dad and the daughter, daughter's only 18, dad's 39, will get heavily intoxicated, walk through a park in the middle of winter. Yes. And start having sex mm. in public. How often have you ever encountered that? The whole, I mean, the whole thing sounds insane. I, I don't know. I, I mean, ever since the Central Park jogger thing 
gang rapes that actually, I don't know. I mean, I guess they happen, but uh, it just, it seems weird. It seems like there's going to be so many twists. And then in the end, it just turns out somebody got lost at Ikea and that's what actually happened. You know, well, it'd be interesting to see what comes out. I mean, that's the thing. What always, what always happens in these cases is like you get these five um, adolescents together and then the police will do the good cop, bad cop routine and they'll, they'll pull the story out of them. Right. You know, yeah. the dad just seems like a, just a derelict though. Um, they say that, uh, you know, it's, it sounds like they're trying to use this defense that they're opportunists. They, well, the, they, when I first read the fucking thing, it was like they, they pulled a gun and then the dad ran away to get help. Like, yeah. I was like, who? Eh, I, you know I what mean, I mean? It, that's the thing. It's like if you're with your daughter. It's your instinct for fatherhood that. <laughs> that you're going to be like, but okay, I I'm going to leave her here and go get some help. Yeah, but I didn't hear this Shyamalanic twist on this. Well, because so it came other... out like four days later Jesus. when the teens got busted. Yeah. But the, the first story was the dad was walking, just having an innocent you know, Sunday stroll through the park. And then these rapists showed up. One of them pulled a gun. The dad just was like, oh, I'm going to go get help and just ran away. Mm. It's like, what father wouldn't take the bullet? Yeah. You know, especially like some teenagers are pulling the gun on you. Yeah. I mean, I call their bluff. Arnold Schwarzenegger you know, fought Sinbad to the death just to get his son's favorite toy for Christmas in that movie. Liam Neeson destroyed France. Yeah. To get his daughter back. It's like, you know, <laughs> this guy's the, the worst father ever. Yeah. This, I mean, this, this story would be called Taker. I don't care. You know, whatever. You know, I have a uh, specific set of skills. They all involve alcohol, drinking heavily and passing out <laughs> in the alley while you rape my daughter. Yeah, I mean, um, you know what? I I don't need any of that. You know, I just I'm gonna stick with my uh, my fake purple-haired whispering torturer girlfriend. <laughs> Your and, ASMR uh, instead yeah, of scrolling playgrounds for ass. Yeah, who needs this this jungle gym gang rape nonsense? So the uh, suspects claim that they the the sex acts that they had with the girl were completely uh, consensual. Like mm. they 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 claim that it was not rape but the woman told police she was raped by at least one of the teenagers forced to perform oral sex on two and that all five touched her breasts um ems uh respondents were saying that the victim was very combative and that she had multiple healed scars on her arm in your experience harrison what does multiple healed scars indicate abscesses from intravenous drug use i would say cutter oh Okay, possibly, that's where I, my but either okay. or, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, she could be a heroin addict, or she could be a cutter, or she could be both. Yep. Either way, you're they pro- they they go hand in hand. You're she's probably gonna cry when you have sex. Well, that, that's you a whole, that's know. a phenomenon that can work out a lot of ways. So this is interesting. You might have some input on this. Yeah. Um, the father lost custody of his daughter when she was just two years old. Mm. And that she was adopted and raised outside of New York, and the two recently reconnected. Ah. Now, you're an adopted person, right? Yes, I am. You were adopted. Um, How old were you when you were adopted? Six months old. Six months old. Yeah. So when you, so I've heard this as a phenomenon, when you reconnect with the bio parents, sometimes there's a strong sexual attraction. Have you ever read that? Um, I I think think mostly it's daughter and father. But I have heard that. It's called like the primal something. Something. Yeah, but I read it, some shit about yeah. it. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, the the, uh, the daughter and the uh, the father just recently reconnected. She's 18, he's 39. Next thing you know, sex in the park. It can happen. Hmm. Did you ever feel that way when you met your bio parents? No. No? <laughs> there no. was no sexual attraction? No, there was no sexual attraction. It had to have been a little weird, though. How old were you when you met him? It was very weird. I was 23. 
What, 23? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, you know, my parents who raised me, did, they don't actually, they're nothing like me at all. They don't look like me. They don't act like me. In any, they're not like me. So when did you so, know you were adopted? Did they tell you? Yeah, when I was like five or something. Oh, okay. Shit. So they told you when yeah. you were young. Uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden, there are these people that are like me and have act like me and they look like me. And it was like, when you when that is not a concept that just comes naturally to you, to all of a sudden... It's, it's the, yeah, it's, it's like, gotta be the weird. Fuck, yeah, that is, it's completely that is insane. I can imagine meeting the rabbi for the first time and be like, "Really? I came from your dick." Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird situation, especially because it's like you know you you you're very strongly connected to these people, even though you lived your life without them. But at the same time, you're like, you kind of ruined my life. You know what I mean? In a way, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you, you kind of blame uh, them for that. You know, it's a it's a mixed bag. But it is weird, though, that you'd meet your, you know, this girl would meet her father and be like, sure, let's have sex. Yeah. I think this girl had other issues, though. I, um, I think there's more. I think this is quite the locked room mystery to solve. <laughs> uh, the New York Times said that the man is an alcoholic who often left his young children unsupervised and would knock mm. on doors to beg for spare change and cigarettes. Oh, wow. Um, uh, different delis claim that the, uh, the the intoxicated father showed up and asked to use the phone and they said that they refused him because they couldn't even understand what he was saying he was so drunk i heard that he's not even a man he's just a dog wearing a suit made of trash metaphorically yes okay i would say that no. uh, but then you gotta you gotta wonder about this girl's uh you know choice of men i mean here here's her father who's knocking on random doors begging for change mm. probably smelling like malt liquor and she's like, yeah, let's let's go have sex. And meanwhile, in Los Angeles, I can't even get a date. And then you got to question these teens who would have sex with her. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of questioning that's going on with this story. I think there's <laughs> going to be more details coming yeah. out. Just send uh, everybody to prison. And yeah, you know, I think the everyone. whole lot needs to go to prison and some uh, some some I don't know years of counseling. Yeah. What do you have here for the next story? Well, let me tell you. <clears throat> This one is about a doctor. This is sent in by Sandy, who, you know, could be a man or a woman because England. But uh, Sandy says, thankfully, D is not a doctor. Love the show, guys. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, actually, I wouldn't mind being a doctor. Yeah, if I, mean, I had the stomach for it, I probably would. You should have been. I know. I'd be, a, be much well. I kind of blame my parents for moving to Michigan for that. You know, my father, actually, when we uh, left South Africa, we were going to come to America. Yeah. He had the choice of uh, Melbourne, Australia, or Bay City, Michigan. <laughs> and he chose Bay City, Michigan, right. and I think that's why I am what I am today. Yeah, I mean, you should have been a fucking Jew doctor. Exactly. You know, or a Jew lawyer. Yeah. You know, somebody actually called me today, a friend of mine, and they're like, I'm getting evicted. Can you help give me legal advice? <laughs> just, like, literally, just, I think, and literally, I think she just because she knows I'm like half Jewish that there's just like some latent lawyer and even though I didn't go to law school you have like some innate legal sense I or do. something and you know what she's right I gave her some pretty <laughs> did you sound, give her some good advice yeah I gave her, gave her some pretty sound uh, possibly illegal legal advice did it involve like hiding feces in the drywall yes okay I yeah. always I always give that advice yeah when it comes to evictions I mean how else are you gonna keep the fucking shadow people away you <laughs> exactly know? yeah anyway a prominent doctor at Mount Sinai Hospital, there's a little hint for you, is the target of an NYPD investigation after a 22-year-old patient accused him of knocking her out with morphine 
and ejaculating on her face. The Daily Ooh. News has learned. So the, the knocking out with morphine isn't that bad, but the ejaculation on the face isn't that good. You know, if I had a bad enough day, D, and depending on the size of the shot of morphine, I'd let a Jewish doctor ejaculate in my face. <laughs> just to blow a load in your yeah, face? Yeah, just, you know what I mean? I'm very good at compartmentalization. <laughs> just close my eyes and fucking think of England, you know? You just like to get high. Yes. Dr. David Newman, hint number two, an emergency physician described as a leading voice for healthcare reforms has been questioned by detectives, but not taken into custody. The 45-year-old Iraq war veteran has already been barred from seeing patients, hopefully. Um, yeah, so this is what happened. In sickening detail, the patient showed up at Mount Sinai Hospital shortly before 10.30 p.m., complaining of pain in her right shoulder. She was taken to a private room inside the emergency room where nurses gave her two pain pills and a shot for inflammation. Because the woman was still in pain, a nurse, a nurse administered morphine. The patient was then told to change into a gown for x-rays. The woman claimed she removed her shirt and bra but kept her pants on. The woman was still dressed in the gown when Newman walked into her room following the x-ray. You know, there's probably uh, listeners masturbating to uh, that. That's like your ASMR voice. No, I mean, the, whoever wrote this uh, is, is, is a genius. Yeah, it's, it sounds like Daniel yeah. Seal. Like it's a Daniel yeah. Seal novel here. Is that how easy it is to get morphine? You just go in and be like, oh, I got some stomach pain. No, that, be, no. Because I thought it was more difficult. It, it is more difficult. Yeah, I didn't think it, they just passed that stuff out like yeah, Pez. Yeah, apparently they do that if you're... Uh, you know, probably a, a, a bouncy 22-year-old girl. They well, just, they I want to go to, what was this, Mount Sinai Hospital? Yeah, yeah. I guess the, the, the HMO I go yeah. to, I, I got to like, I, I bet you I would have to lose an appendage in order to get morphine. I mean, they, they, they you know, in med school, they teach you how to identify people who are looking for drugs for the sake of drugs. Hmm. She clearly was not. She clearly yeah. had a legitimate medical concern. Authentic. Anyway. You're interrupting my fucking erotic okay, I've, telling I've, of this I've, fucking I've, story. I'm rooting people's wank sessions here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck? I'm going to give you a shot of morphine, the doctor told her, according to sources familiar with the woman's claims. The patient says she told the doctor that a nurse had already administered the drug, but then she felt a burning sensation in her arm that convinced her that Newman gave her more morphine anyway. The visit turned creepy. This is when the visit turned creepy. When the patient... While the doctor was examining her back, told him she felt pain on the right side of her chest. Newman started fondling her breasts, she alleged, according to sources. The doctor then moved her bed away from the wall and positioned himself with his back toward the patient. The woman heard the sounds of someone masturbating and then felt the semen on her face. Well, okay, well, all right, wait a second here. Where's the nurse? The nurse is not, this is a private room. He took her to a private room. Yeah. Young 22-year-old girl just wearing a gown. Mm -hmm. And so is she incapacitated, like unable to move or say, nurse, there's a doctor with his cock out? Well, for someone with no tolerance to opiates, this is quite a bit of morphine. So she's probably like fading in and out of consciousness, like just like, eh, you know. God, that's, you know, that, that's why I don't go to male dentists. That's why you don't go to male dentists? For this exact reason. Yeah. Because a female dentist isn't going to like, put her pussy in my face. I mean, that would be nice. I mean, I mean it's, it's not going to happen. But a male dentist, you never know. You never know with a male dentist if they're going to do something like that. 
Hmm. Give you a little bit too much laughing gas, a little I mean, too much I, nitrous. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want it to happen, but uh, you know, I'd be I'd be uh, flattered by the attempt. You know, <laughs> uh, it's been a while since you've been laid. Yeah, actually, no, but no, I it just, hasn't. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's just the self esteem issue. Here. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all the while, she was unable to move because she was heavily medicated. So. Newman, after allegedly finishing his dirty deed, used a blanket to wipe off the substance from her face. He's polite. That's kind of good. A nurse later came into the room and found the woman in a blacked out state. Yeah, James Dean isn't going to be taking a blanket and wiping (laughs) his uh, ejaculate off of your face. You know, I keep, I'm probably completely Mm. way off here, but I keep picturing Mm. Newman from Seinfeld. Mm. Uh, Sure. You know, you know, it's, a, it's just, it yeah. makes it a more of a comical scene. Yeah. It's not comical. It's horrible. Wayne what happened Knight. Here? Wayne yeah. Knight. Arrest Wayne Knight immediately. So, um, then, you know, another doctor came by and some nurses and they're like, what the fuck is going on here? What the fuck kind of shit is happening here? So, um, and then she, she accused the, uh, you know, she went to told, told this other doctor what happened. And, uh, she's like, can I tell your supervisor? And he's like, sure. And the supervisor comes out, and it's Newman. <laughs> it's, oh, Newman was the supervisor. It was the supervisor. Wow. So she's like, oh, I gotta go. So she left. This poor, uh, this poor girl. Yeah, poor girl. And um, <clears throat> so Newman is accused of ejaculating on a 22-year-old patient's face after in- incapacitating her with a dose of morphine. Jerry. So here's the here's the uh, <laughs> here's the uh, <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> Okay, so here, here's the, here's the here's the the uh, cherry on top. Okay, the piece de resistance. The coup de gras here. Yeah, exactly. The doctor, Doctor Newman, has published a book called Hippocrates' Shadow: Secrets from the House of Medicine, in which he lampoons what he sees as a growing disconnect between doctors and their patients. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's an ironic twist. Um. So what, how do you how do you uh, remedy this disconnect by knocking them out and jacking off on their face? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and this is I, I think about this a lot because you know when we were growing up back in like the seventies or whenever that was, um, they didn't you know it was hard to get porn right. Yeah. So no, these kids different. now they just have access to like the most horrific porn they want on their phone Anything at they any want time. To see, yeah. Any so it's genre. like, as soon as they start having sex, it's just going to be like, everybody's just going to be coming in, in everybody's face because they grew up watching porn. That's how it's done, right? Isn't that what you do every yeah, but time? Th- but this guy's a right? doctor who's older than us. Well, I'm just, you know. Yeah, well, and I understand where you're going man. with this. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's, well, they, they, mm. they grow up, uh, you know. Mm. It's, this it's, man is a herald of a, of a coming, of a coming, uh, troubling coming time. age of, uh, of yeah. coming people's faces. Mm. Although it's a bit of a double-edged sword if you think about it. Because... Guys will expect all women to do that, but I think a lot of younger women also grow up watching porn, thinking that's what you do oh, okay. at the so, end of any sexual act. Okay, you know they, they're going to get in position to get their face blasted. You know, An, uh, yet another uh, troubling mental uh, mental challenge for <laughs> third wave feminism, I guess, to to work out somehow. I don't know. This guy, on the other hand, is a sexual deviant. Yeah, yeah, Remorseless. he's uh, yeah, he's. Uh, 
I mean, he definitely has some interesting theories about uh, medical care. Yeah, I would love to read his book. Yeah. I wonder if he has like step-by-step instructions. It's like, put the chloroform over the face. <laughs> Meanwhile, with your left hand, masturbating your testicles mm. you know like but yeah i just mm. wonder what it, what he does here you know yeah yeah i um, mean meanwhile the human race will die out because everyone will just be coming in everybody's face and nobody's gonna get pregnant it's that's probably that's yeah. probably gonna be the uh the, it's gonna herald a uh an era of population control gotta make way for the homo superior yeah exactly baby uh people send your story Instagram podcast at hotmail.com uh we have some phone calls to get to Yes, we do. Phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Before I get to that, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. Uh, people got some uh, phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Give us a call. We want to hear your shit stories. We want to hear your stories of failure. We want to hear your stories of how you met your wife. Come on, motherfuckers. <laughs> Pony up with this Actually, shit. I am kind of interested in how some of these people... I, I'm surprised any of these people are married. Yeah, no, it you always know, kind of blows my mind. Let alone yeah. have like regular mm. sex, mm. you know, sexual relations. So, mm. yeah, that, that might be interesting. And just uh, out of... Because I'm apparently uh, not Al Jorgensen. Who's the fat weatherman who's not fat anymore? Oh, Al, Roker. Al Roker. Not Al Jorgensen. I'm apparently Al Roker now, but uh, Brent from New Jersey had a baby. Who's that? He's a listener. Oh, he's a listener. Yeah. Where, is that on your Facebook? Yeah, team? I know stuff now. Like I'm we're in the middle fan. of the show and you're looking at Facebook for updates. No, I'm not looking at it. I saw it earlier. So, you know, as yeah. soon as anyone, any, I don't care if they're a listener mm. or a mm. friend of mine, as soon as I see the ultrasound blocked. See, I used to feel that way. Now I kind of feel like, yeah, I'll probably never do that. So, uh, God, you know, God bless so you wait, guys. You, for do you doing have it. this like vicarious thing going on? That you're no, I just, I'm it? just, I'm just largely indifferent. I'm not like, like against it. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shield my eyes so I can continuously live in my Peter Pan fucking fantasy. See, I'm just you, indifferent. You don't like experience a little hint of jubilation when you're like, oh, the ultrasound. I think it's a boy. <laughs> like, you're not like that. Like with some stranger that you don't even know. No, but the one time I did. <laughs> pay for an abortion i was like oh fuck but there was a little part of me that was like proud about paying for the abortion no about oh. like bef- this is before the fucking abortion oh, okay. came into play <laughs> that was like proud that i was going to possibly be a father mm, that's kind of that's interesting i yeah. don't think i've ever felt that way yeah i was like because i was like oh shit i just ruined my life but at the same time i was like oh I felt that overwhelming sense of relief when she's mm. like, oh my God, I'm not pregnant. It came mm. back negative. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Because then I would have been in mm. my mind, I, I guess I would have felt pride if I was able to haggle for the cost of the abortion down maybe a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been proud about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got some calls to the uh, Signal Hotline. Uh, the first one is a, is a message for Harrison, actually. Okay. A special message for Harrison. Special message. Hello, Davey. Hello, Harry. Here is the story, Harrison. You, sir, need to suck it up. 
But yeah. first of all, I'll tell you, you're not doing a bad job with the show. With the rest of your life, you're all fucked up. <laughs> By the way, the people in Maine, uh, yeah, they do. There are fucking lobster babies up there. But you, Harrison, three points. Number one, you are not Jewish. You have to come from your mother's side to be Jewish. Your mom has to be Jewish. Your dad... Oh, I'm sorry. I, did, I, I did, wasn't aware you were a fucking rabbi, sir. <laughs> He's yeah. on the Orthodox yeah. Council of Rabbis. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I do, is this your life, coach? Yeah. Would, would I have all these skin fucking problems and allergies and fucking, you know, all this bullshit... If I if I was uh, just a straight up goy, uh, a hairless fucking Norwegian lad, <laughs> come on, fair skin, blue eyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think if so. If I had a fucking you know depressed, miserable Zadie who wasn't fucking quoting goddamn filler on the roof, no, you, miserable you definitely. Lines. That, that's the thing. This is why I think I I can kind of see more mm. Jew in Harrison than yeah. less Jew is because you've inherited all those undesirable traits that yeah. doctors actually... No, seriously, when Jewish women go in there, or if you have any Jew in you, actually, any in your bloodline, and you go in, you have a baby, you get tested, there's like a whole score of diseases that they yeah. test you for. And you've definitely inherited a lot of the undesirable Jewish oh, traits. Oh, yeah, all that shit. I could just tell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Harrison has to go to Ryan Keeley to shave his back. Yeah. Or he waxes your she back, waxes right? She back. waxes your back. And in return, I uh, proofread articles for Fleshbot. So that's, we have a, it's we a have give a and take. Yeah. yeah. There we go. And cocaine is involved. Okay. It's Jewish. Therefore you are not Jewish. So quit blaming your shortcomings on the chosen people. Okay. I agree with that. I, I agree I with I, that. I don't think I've ever done that to be honest. I've, you know, you've levied some blame on the Jewish mm. heritage. I would say so. Well, occasionally. Okay. Um, I mean, so what? You know? But so do I. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's like, the whole you know, point. What is the fucking point? That's why. You know what that's I mean? why we're we're imbued what is the with point? a sense of guilt. Yeah. What is the point of, of being a Jew and completely ignoring the religion, not going to temple, not eating a shit ton of pork, doing everything? What is what is what what is, what else would you do but complain about it and all the shit that comes with it? You know what I mean? Well, that, that's the thing, especially if you're not like a successful Jew. Like yeah. if you're a successful Jew whose yeah. parents are wealthy and then you just work for your father's company, you're probably not complaining about your yeah. your lot in life, you know. Yeah. But when you're a penniless Jew like me, who's shorter than average, you know, I got a lot of the undesirable Jewish traits. That's what we do. We complain. We say yeah. we don't get laid. You know, women are swiping left on us yeah. because we're ugly Jews. Women who don't like body hair, anti-fucking-Semites. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. So, you know, I, but in, in, in to, on the other hand, on the other hand of this issue, uh, I'm starting to finally feel this fucking beer, and it's late. So uh, I'm a little cranky. I do welcome your advice, listeners. I do, actually do. Because... <laughs> What the fuck else? Am Harrison I gonna needs do? a life coach. Yeah, I do. If that purple-haired girl who tortures people is free, uh, give me a call. It's you, not them. Got it. Point two. You need to suck it the fuck up. Quit whining. This guy's a regular Tony <laughs> Robbins. <laughs> <clears throat> you live in Los Angeles, not like me in shit fuckville. Snow town, frozen ass, fuck, middle of nowhere. Is this is this guy? Where is this guy? Is this 
I'm, I'm thinking like Fargo, North Dakota. Right, because he said Maine, there's lobster babies, but no, he sounds like he's like, you know, he like Al Capone just sent him to, you know, pick up the numbers money or something. You well, know? He sounds like he's huffed his fair share of spray paint, but yeah. I, I'm thinking he lives in like, like rural Oh, put Midwest. some brats on the grill there. Yeah. All right, all right. He must be from there. I'm not making fun of the Midwest. I just, I like the accent and I always like to figure out where people are from based on their accent. You live in L.A. That's something. Second, what do you do? I come home and I am fucking elbows deep in dirty, shitty diapers for my kids. Whew. You come home and you can do what? Anything you damn well please. And what are you elbow deep in? Listener twat. <laughs> Finally, you don't know what Bob Evans is. The most divine breakfast sausage in the world. I knew it! I called that fucking Bratwurst shit right away. Didn't I call that? Yeah, but you didn't know last week, I think it was, what a Bob Evans is. No. Which is just weird, but but then again, mm. you grew up on the East Coast. Maybe they don't have Bob Evans. Okay. You gotta get some Bob Evans over there. You know, actually, I don't think I've ever seen anyone under the age of 60 mm. at a Bob Evans. Oh, it's a restaurant. It's yeah, not but like it's a Jimmy like, Dean. No, it's like, but it's, it's like, like a Jenny's yeah. specifically catered that caters to older people. Hmm. So that's why I'm surprised that this guy's going in there and eating the breakfast sausage. Yeah. I wouldn't eat any of that tripe because I'm a vegetarian. You know, I heard Jimmy Dean ejaculated in his own daughter's face. I, did, did he knock her out on morphine first? Yeah. At least he had the courtesy to do that. Uh-huh. And also, if you get those frozen Jimmy Dean sausages, they taste kind of like copper. It's not good. Yeah, I wouldn't eat that. This will cure your problems. Go to Bob Evans, get sausage biscuits, fucking get some potato soup, live a better life. Is that that your life coach? Yeah, yep. My life coach uh, has, apparently the secret to life is fucking Polish cuisine. So apparently it's quit blaming the Jews, Mm. get more, uh, you live Mm. in LA, go get more listener twat, and then eat Mm. some breakfast sausage from Bob Evans. Yeah. Well, guess what, buddy? We don't have any fucking listeners in LA. (laughs) We we, Literally, we don't have any um, that I know of, so... He, you know. he does have a point, though. I mean, you come yeah. home from work, you know, it's not like you have mm. a, a, a baby that needs its diaper changed. Yeah, but you know what? If I did have a baby that needed its diaper changed, you know what I wouldn't do? Get into fucking trouble. No, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Because that's what I do. But what I would have done is I would have worn a condom initially. Or at least, like, ponied up the cash for an abortion. Right. So, yeah, I would just come home to my cat right. that has no hair. Or you can go back in time... And then kill somebody's ancestor, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. that could work. Just, that, that could work. So there you go, Harrison. I hope that was uplifting. Gave you some uh, some points on how to uh, better yourself. Yes. We'll see what what happens. I, I kind of like this. This might be a running bit. Yeah. Listeners giving life advice to Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> who apparently is yeah. not doing all that well. <laughs> Actually, I mean, maybe I, I will take his advice and like somehow gain 100 pounds, you know? Eating the breakfast sausage. Eating the breakfast sausage. I, you know, I don't think you're doing that from bad. From all the brats on the ground. I don't think you're doing that yeah. bad. But right. you know what, though? Uh, one, one thing he doesn't understand, mm. you live in L.A., but it almost makes it worse when you live in L.A. Because we're surrounded by all these beautiful women that won't have sex with us. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like every day mm. Harrison goes out and he sees this women that are like, you know, not even, I'm not even saying 10s, I'm saying 12s, that look at him with just disdain mm. and revulsion, really. They won't date you unless you can somehow help them with... 
whatever outlandish you know uh, goal they have out here. And it's like I can't help. I can I can't even help myself, lady. I can't. You know what I mean? You you I'm are just. A- I'm tall. Is that enough? Isn't that enough? You are a part of an international podcast, Harrison. So maybe maybe you should start using that. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the, like literally everyone has a podcast in Los Angeles. Yeah, but how many of them play shit stories from Englishmen? Not none of them. Not that many. So no, that they, that yeah. is how you separate the wheat from the chaff. Yep. No, they just yeah. eat snacks. That's all they, they do. That's all they got to do. Though. Mm. All right. The next one is a shit story from an Englishman. Let me roll the theme music. Here's the jingle for the sick and wrong bit. Come gather round. It's all about shit. Shit! Hello, sick and wrong. This is uh, Daniel Radcliffe. And I'll phone you up with a lovely little shit story. This is Harry Potter. So I I was at... um, This is is not... This is... Harry Potter is a little bit more posh than this guy. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think he sounds kind of like... Maybe... Okay, maybe it's Mm. one of the guys from One Mm -hmm. Direction. Reading Festival in 2013 and I'd, I'd had uh, quite a lot to drink and I, I'm fairly I'm fairly I've never actually been to the doctors about it but I'm fairly convinced I've got IBS so I'm, I'm always shitting myself so I've got loads of shit stories to keep you abreast on but I'll start on with this one actually he you know he sounds like he sounds like the fucking um the uh the Steve Coogan hipster character from Saxondale <laughs> where it's like <laughs> Uh, where it's like, oh, where's your roommate? He went out to get some Maltesers. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, how long has he been gone? Since February. I think I'd had about 18 or 19 beers at this point. And um, I, I, I have a thing where when I need a shit, I, I, I have what I call a five-minute warning. So I, I need to get to a toilet within five minutes. Otherwise, it's coming regardless. God damn. So that, that's not that bad, though, a five-minute warning. Like, my sister probably has a 15-second warning. Hmm. Like, it's all of a sudden, she's like, I'm hoping this is a fart, but it probably isn't. And next thing you know, she shits herself in a cab. Has your sister had a child? No. Oh, okay. But my hmm. sister has IBS. And it's oh, like, IBS. Yeah. Okay. She, she's my irritable bowel sister. And so right. Stephanie will just like... And, and she'll, she'll laugh about it, too. I've been... Hmm. In mm. a cab with her and her husband, and she'll start laughing mm. and being like, I hope this is a fart. Ha, ha, mm. ha. And next thing you know, it's not a fart. We got to go back to the apartment. Mm. And then the cab will turn around, and meanwhile, my sister has, like, shit in her leggings. Right. Disgusting. Anyway. Okay. Lovely. Warning. I get up, and I'm like, you're right, guys. I'm, uh, I'm just going to pop off to the toilet quick. So I start walking off over there, and we, we were camped a fair bit away, because at Reading Festival, the toilets absolutely stink. It's horrendous. And um, I'm, I'm, wa- I'm walking over there, and about halfway there, I, I, I start to think, oh, fuck, it's coming. So I, I have to start running to the toilet. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> I, I, I make it to the toilet, and I, and I open the door, and I get teasers. in, I lock myself in, and then as I'm unbuckling my belt to pull my, my shorts and my boxes down, I, I just shit myself completely. Mm. And it runs down my leg. It's like some absolutely foul-smelling slurry. <laughs> you, you know, the worst part about this yeah. is it's probably like two hours into the festival. Yeah. You're, you're there all day. You're probably with your girlfriend and your girlfriend's friends and their boyfriends, and now you've just shit your pants. Yeah. What do you do? You're, it's, you're, <sighs> I'm starting to feel left out. Like, I don't have a shit story, I, yeah, I feel you've like. You've never shit your pants? <sighs> Liar. Not that I can remember. 
you know? I'm surprised you haven't shit your pants just blame the Jews. Uh, I probably would. <laughs> you know what I mean? I probably would, honestly. Those goddamn yeah. Hebrews made me shit my pants. No, I mean, if I, please, if I got IBS, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Guys I, don't get that shit. Usually it's women. Yeah, usually it's women. Yeah. Jewish women. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife, mm-hmm. for an example. Par exemplar. And it, it even goes in my sh- in my socks and my trainers and everything, and I'm just stood there feeling completely ashamed of myself, and I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. Considering this this was the first day of the festival, and I still had four more days to oh, go without man. a shower. What the fuck? Wait, was this Glastonbury? Is he talking no, about? No, he said Reading. Oh, Reading. Yeah. Okay. yeah. God, dude, that that just mm. sucks. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? He's got four days, no mm. shower, and he just shit all over himself. Mm. You go, you go home. You know what I mean? You know, I you, recently you, read about a product that uh, some guy made, some entrepreneur. It's called Nadkins. Have you heard of this? Nadkins? No. So you know how like uh, wet naps, a lot of girls use wet naps and they, they wipe themselves with it. Actually, sure. I, you know, if I go to a woman's house and she has wet naps and I take a shit, I'll use those wet naps. I'm not going to use regular toilet I thought paper. you were going to say the, um, what's, what's the guy? Who's the guy? Um, the squeegee Terrence, guy? Terrence Howard. Terrence do you remember Howard? that? <laughs> yeah, Terrence. Where, do you Terrence remember when Howard he, has wet naps? No, he made a public statement that was like just really weird. Where he's like, "If I'm dating a woman, I go over to the oh, bathroom yeah. and she, I, I don't see wet naps. I leave. I never call her back because <laughs> you know shit's not clean down there." And it's like, "I'm sorry, sir. This you're talking to entertainment tonight, right now. You realize this, right?" Shit. He's got a know? point, kind of. But still, yeah. I mean, how many? You know, you can't expect that. But uh, my, you know, my sister said, as an IBS sufferer, she always has wet naps around. Okay, they, they, they're they're helpful. But anyway, some guy mm. came out with a, a similar product called Nadkins, like Nadkins to wipe your the sweat off your nuts. This dude should have got a whole box of Nadkins. Sometimes I think we'd be better in a communist system of <laughs> economy. But uh, okay, no, let's listen. Let's right. uh, the festival. So um, I, I had to just sort of. You know, do the walk of shame back to my camp, <laughs> and I I I, uh, I get back to my camp, and I straight away I, I jump straight in my tent, and I ditch my my boxes and my shorts, chuck them in a plastic bag, clean myself off as best I can with um, some wet wipes and that, and then go back out and then carry on drinking. He had Nadkins. He had Nadkins. He must have Nadkins. That's how he used. That's how he cleaned himself. Although you know, I gotta say. He's not taking a shower. He still probably had like feces particles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, someone who had like a decent olfactory sense would have been like, uh, you're, you're repellent. <laughs> like if, if, if David Bowie was there, he'd mm. been like, uh, I can't believe you're at my mm. festival. Enjoy the party. And about 20 minutes later, um, my friends start going, oh, can you, can you smell shit? And I'm sort of, what? I, I, I don't know what you're on about. And eventually, I asked, come clean, I'm like, yeah, I, about, about 20 minutes ago, I shit myself. And so, oh, Tom, you're, you're fucking vile. Get rid of it now. And so I, I, have to, I have to... You know, I'm just picturing this guy, for some reason, I'm picturing him in my head as the, the guy from the fucking Prodigy Firestarter video. <laughs> with, the, with the hair? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm picturing him as that, because nobody looks like that anymore, but... That, that's how my mind works. I bet your prodigy was probably playing. Mm. Grab this this bag of shit and and just go off and ditch it. But by this point, I, God knows how much I drank. But I, I, I actually don't remember this at this point. This is what I've been informed by friends. But 
apparently I actually walked off carrying a bag of shit and then I came back 15 minutes later with a little cooler bag with hot dogs in it and a girl on each arm. So, I, you I feel, know, I find this hard to believe. There's, yeah, I feel like there's a missing piece of the story. I, I think this is the hallucination part. Okay. Was he like yeah. huffing the shit or do, drinking some jankum or yeah, something? Yeah, jankum. Yeah. That's, jankum is real. So, you know, I'm not calling myself a player, but if you want to, I, I, won't, I won't say no. Um, thank you for the podcast, guys. And Harrison, I think you're doing a blinding job. Please keep it up. Cheers. Hear Bye. that, motherfuckers? I'm doing a blinding job. I like the baby. guy's like, I'm not calling myself a player. But, mm. dude, you just told mm. us like, I don't know, two minutes ago that you have feces in your trainers. Right. You're not a player. <laughs> I think he. I think what happened is in his drunken, you know, his addled mind, he took mm. off with a bag of feces, huffed that bag of feces, or drank mm. the liquid, and then and they came back in like a, a stupor, hallucinating. They right. had two women and a bunch of hot dogs. Like how people in mental hospitals uh, mistake themselves for Jesus Christ. This lad uh, huffed some Jankum and mistook himself for Biggie Smalls. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he thinks he's a player for life. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. However, I mean, that's it, talk about a worst-case scenario. What I don't understand about that story... Where do you get the hot dogs? I think it was a hallucination. Okay. I think it was really just he rolled the feces into, like, cylinders. <laughs> um, but the thing is about this story... Bob Evans. How, how did that... Why did that guy keep the bag of shit there? Why wouldn't you just... You, you you shit yourself, you go to your tent, you clean yourself off the best you can, you take that plastic bag filled with your shitty clothes, mm -hmm. and then you go way off in the woods and just throw it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Why, why would he keep it around? I don't know. That's what I understand about yeah. this. Yeah. But talk about a worst case scenario. Good shit story, though. Uh, people, call 206-666-3846. Uh, we, we do enjoy your shit stories here on the show. That's what sets us apart from podcasts that have millions of listeners and uh, many sponsors yeah yeah it, you know that's what sets us apart from yes them. squarespace we're Fuck individuals you. yeah <laughs> now they're not gonna sponsor Fuck us at all you legal zoom yeah we don't need your money we want those just call stories. me just call me i'm i'm i never went to law school and i have sound legal advice for you uh, we got one email from to uh that was sent to sick around podcast mm -hmm. at hotmail.com this came in from ben he goes hey d and harrison i need your you and your audience's help. Mm. I'm from Sydney, Australia, and we're planning a trip to America in 2017. Dude, that's like a year away. The, two, 2000, that's, that's a long time. It's a long I, time. I, I can't even plan like a fucking two weeks in the future. Yeah, I know. This guy's planning mm. ahead. Mm. Uh, but he How do you know have, it's a guy? He does have a kid, though. It could be a woman that wants to well, come over here and have sex with me. Well, his name is Ben, but oh, hey, okay. maybe. You All never right. know. Mm. Look at Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, look uh, at Sandy. We're wanting yeah. to take in Disneyland, but I'm put off by the thought of queuing for hours to get on a ride with my now six-year-old daughter. Mm. Yeah, that, that has to be hellish. If you have to sit or, or stand in line for hours with a bunch of other parents, with a bunch of other screaming children to get on a fucking ride that probably sucks... I can't. This a oh, and now I'm have. a big complaining Jew. I, I, you I, had to I wait in Disney. line in the Soviet Union to get fucking bread. You know, yeah, at least you're going to get some sustenance. This is yeah. like you're going to ride some lackluster roller coaster. Yeah, but we have smartphones. You know, it's it's not. Anyway, continue with the, I, I would rather just stay at home and watch porn or listen to an ASMR video. Well, you can't because now you have a child. Yeah. Yeah. 
He says, I've heard that you can shortcut the lines if you have a cripple with you. My question, is there a service that you've heard of where you can hire a cripple to jump the queue? If not a handicap, is there another minority that will get you to the front? I really want to pack in as many rides as I can. Love your work. Keep it up. Many thanks, Ben. Yeah, just get some little fucking crutches for your daughter. You know what I mean? I don't think they do that anymore. They don't do like you know. I read that uh, in Disney Christmas World. Carol. No, in Disney oh. World, they're used. To I thought you meant they don't make little crutches anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do that for okay, invites. Okay. But I, re- I read fuck like, you, Timmy. Just fucking crawl, motherfucker. I read at uh, Disney World mm-hmm. they used to do this where mm. if you were like if you were handicapped mm. or you're retarded or something, they would let you get a special pass to get to the front of the line, so you didn't mm. have to wait in line. So if you're in a wheelchair. If your kid had like mm-hmm. Lou Gehrig's disease, you could just go up to the front of the line. Right. And so what was happening is all these companies were hiring out mm-hmm. handicapped people. You could just hire a handicapped person that you wheel around all day and they get you to the front of the lines. So for like a couple hundred bucks, you get to skip every queue. Right. They skip to the front. However, I heard they cut the uh, cut down on that. So now you can't do it anymore. Hmm. Well, you, what you can do, and this is actually just practical advice that's not funny in any way, but... They have a thing where you can just they you get a pass where they just tell you when they come back like a buzz like a beeper that's like a pager. that's what I heard they do yeah, now they do that they, now and, they, so. and so you go walk around but then what yeah. do you do I don't know go get a fucking Chewbacca ice cream what what a, what do you want from me you know would you take okay so the child that you pre okay the child that you aborted but you could have had yes um would that I'm you pretty taken, sure it doesn't exist that I'm pretty okay. sure like eighty five percent sure it doesn't is isn't alive is it would you have taken the kid to disneyland sure i you wouldn't know? i wouldn't do that i mean i know i did when i was a kid you probably talk it. him out of it no I, you know it's, do you really want to go to disney world no, i would tell the kid it's like this is fantasy life isn't mm. like this life sucks mm. you're gonna be depressed you're gonna be married to an overweight mm. woman that does not want to have sex with you and you're gonna have all these ingrate children and you're gonna work a job that you hate that's soulless, and then you're going to die of cancer, probably. I would have liked some of that advice, honestly. Well, that, that's what's going to yeah. happen. So <clears throat> why do you want to go see some guy dressed up in a fucking mouse suit to let you mm. think that your life is actually going to be fulfilling? Yeah, I think, I think taking your kid to Disneyland fills him with false hope. That well, there is some good, goodness left out there. Well, I mean, there's, you know, there is some joy to be had in this world. You know, kids like fucking... Uh, you know, I don't know. Kids like fucking giant rats, you know? Sit your kid down in front of the oh. TV and make them watch Schindler's List. Yeah. That's what you do for your six-year-old's birthday. Make them all watch Schindler's List. You know, when I was six years old, I, I had a dream that uh, I was being kept in a cage by Mickey Mouse. And Mickey Mouse was like, would you rather have the little bee sting you or the big bee eat you? And I'm allergic to bees. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking, this is rough, you know? <laughs> is that how you got into the restraints? No, I, I was probably already into it by that point. <laughs> so, mm. Hence the sound of duct tape is going to start mm. going off right now. Anyway, my point is Walt Disney hated the Jews. He did. And that, that's why I'm saying it's like if I had children, I would take them to the, the uh, Museum of Tolerance. That's what would, the outing would be for my kid when I come here. So, <sighs> so you're coming all the way to Los Angeles. Don't go to Disneyland. Go to the Museum of Tolerance. Mm. Yeah, have you been there? They have a replica no. of a, they have a replica of like a gas shower. Oh, you can yeah. go in, you can sit in it as if it's like a real 
Gas shower. Actually, that I would. Do, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I went to the one in Detroit. They yeah. had a train. You can get on the train, like a whole simulation of the train. That's great. Yeah, there's no queue. Okay, I'm sold. You don't have I'm to totally wait. And, you don't have yeah. to wait and like for three hours to get mm. on this. You don't have to walk around with like a little mm. buzzer. Mm. You can just get on the train, and then it shakes a little bit, and there's like wailing Jews in the background. Next thing you know, you're in Auschwitz. Mm. But still, all of the best theme parks are made by Aryan supremacists. It's true. That's that's how it works. Yeah. So Ben, don't get your daughter's hopes hopes up. You know, fuck it. Just take her down here and go to the uh, museum of tolerance. <laughs> Is it, you're not you're not gonna have to wait in any long queues for that. Uh, people send your emails. Cigaronpodcasthotmail.com. iTunes. There's a thing called iTunes. That's how you should listen to the show through iTunes. I know there's other ways please, to listen to the show, but please. iTunes is the best way. These not fuckers that, are getting over on us, man. You got to help us out, bro. Well, not that I like Apple. Lady. I don't really like Apple. I do own some Apple stock. But go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. Even if you don't listen mm. to the show through that, 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 that medium, it still helps us out. It really yeah. does. Like, you know that other podcast that your friend likes, but you're irritated by it? Maybe if you fucking rate us, we'll get one over on them. We'll be ahead of them. And go give negative ratings to the other ones. That would help us out. I don't know if that actually would, but sure, do whatever. Fuck it, who cares? Um, New Sick and Wrong Tees coming out very soon. Harris and I have just, uh, we've been arguing about the design, but I think we've come to terms. I think we've decided which one we're going to go with. Have we? Well, I think we need to decide uh, certain legal issues. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's Thanks for nothing, le- legal Zoom. Well, you, you uh, have some lawyer in you, so maybe I'll mm. consult with you about okay. this. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> but yes, we're, I'm planning to have teas available quite soon. Um, in the meantime, you can go buy some sick and wrong stuff from the Cafe Press store. Uh, finally, here's sick and wrong song of the week. You know, last week, this is just, this is poetic justice. It happens every time. D killed David Bowie. Yeah, it happens every time when we do the show. It's like we do the show and then some like, groundbreaking earth shattering piece of news <laughs> happens right after I finish editing the thing or posting it. Yeah. So last week, you know, it's like I just finished editing the show. I just bounced the thing. It takes an hour and a half to bounce to create the MP3. Mm. And the song we ended was a, that horrendous what was that called? Uh, F- fucker fuck to, to the, the bone, bone. which yes. has been in my head all fucking week. <laughs> fucker to the bone by those two maggots inbreds. in her butt and yeah, she's those, ready to fuck. Those two juggalo inbreds. Yeah. Uh, wannabes. I, I, I ended the show with that. And as soon as I just finished the show, I just posted it to the website. Joe Kelly sends me a text saying, Hey, David Bowie died. And yeah. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. David Bowie died. Mm. Great. Anyway, um, whatever. So this time, because, mm. because David, it Bowie was a real died, Dewey defeats Truman moment. It, it really was. Yeah. Um, well said, uh, th- this week we are going to end the show. Sigurong song of the week is a David Bowie song picked out by Harrison, Lady Grinning Soul. One of my favorite David Bowie songs, actually. A lesser known one. Yes, indeed. Uh, Lady Grinning Soul from the album Aladdin Sane. Uh, Rest in peace, David Bowie. You will be missed. People will be back next week with episode 516. Until then, take it sleazy.
Hello? Hey, Bob, dude. I'm totally sorry, but the, it didn't sound good. No, you are sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you... motherfucker. <laughs> You're not bugging me at all. What? All right, yeah, can we can we do it one more time? I want to get the uh, those two things for again. For saying It just didn't come out that, that good that time. So, okay. okay, wait a minute. You want me to do both of them again? Yeah, yeah. So do, um, actually, we're gonna do, uh, you're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. With who? With, uh, <laughs> Dean Lance. So this, this is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. Just do that. Yeah. Okay, you All ready? I'm ready. This is Bob Madigan. AKA Donkey Daddy, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. <laughs>